0: In 1959, Vince Lombardi went to be the coach of the Green Bay Packers. Vince Lombardi, after which the Super Bowl trophy is named. He was an unknown coach at the time. The Green Bay Packers had seen 14 years of frustration, 12 losing seasons. He inherited the same team that had been losing. In his first speech to his team before the... uh, before the practice began that summer, he got up in front of the team and he said, Gentlemen, this is a football. (laughs) Gallup tells us that knowledge of the Bible is at an all-time low. Even Christians have little understanding of the Bible, asking for a friend, asking for a friend, can I really trust the Bible? What do we believe about the Bible anyway? In your bulletin this morning, you've got uh, a history of how the Bible came into being. Please put that away. Because I'm going to be dealing with other material. If you haven't already read it, read it later. For friends, this is a Bible. This is a Bible. No other book has more, has more authority for us as Christians than the Bible. the christian bible and i'm going to put these these little notes up on the screen here the christian bible is a collection of 66 different books divided into two sections the old and the new testament 39 in the old 27 in the new these contain history poetry humor prophecy romance letters biographies songs journals advice laws and stories there is no other book that has as much variety as the bible It was the first book printed on the printing press by Gutenberg. It is the best-selling book of all time. It has been translated into 1,946 languages. The Old Testament, 39 books, written between 1500 B.C. and 400 B.C., written by over 40 different authors. You're probably wondering, 39 books, how is that the case? Because there were different authors for the different Psalms, as well as Proverbs. So we don't know exactly how many authors, but we know and have been able to identify at least 40. The New Testament comes in 27 books, written over a 50-year span in the first century. It focuses on Jesus' birth, life, Death and Resurrection. It is the story of the beginning of the Christian church. It gives us instruction on how to live as a follower of Jesus Christ. So this morning I want to look at the reliability of the Bible and what we believe concerning the Bible. At times it may be a little bit detailed, but just stick with me because hopefully what I'll be able to give for you this morning is some talking points with your friends that may challenge the reliability of the Bible or what the Bible stands for us as Christians. So first, is there any secular confirmation of the Bible? Is there any secular confirmation of the New Testament? Well, absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely, I bet you didn't know that. At least 17 non-Christian writers gave credence and authority to the events of the New Testament. They include the details concerning the life, teaching, death, and resurrection of Jesus. They include the details of the earliest church. Together, these non-Christian writers, non-Christian writers, mentioned that Jesus fulfilled the Old Testament prophecy performed the miracles, led his disciples. They confirmed that Jesus was a deity, and they went on to say that he was crucified for blasphemy, rose from the dead, and appeared to his disciples and continued to inspire them as fishermen and commoners to be bold preachers. They include historians like Tactus, Saronius, Thalelius, the most commonly read Jewish historian Josephus. Even the Jewish Talmud includes some some authorization of the life and resurrection, death and resurrection of Jesus. Government officials like uh, Filney and Younger and even two Roman Caesars write about the authenticity of the Christian story. Is there any secular confirmation of the Bible? Yes. Secondly, is it reliable? How, how do we know that the New Testament is reliable? Typically, ancient works are they are verified if there are more than 10 um, um, full or partial manuscripts. And if those manuscripts have about a 75% agreement it's before the printing press, they had to be handwritten. Did they have agreement? Well, the largest collection of, uh, out of the Greek mythology, there's only 300 manuscripts of the Iliad. Now, listen to this in comparison of the Old and the New Testament 25,000 existing manuscripts. 25,000. Of these, 5,000 our new testament documents greek manuscripts is the bible reliable yes only the bible has a eternal author and here's the deal about these manuscripts <laughs> Seventy-five percent, what do you think the agreement is? Eighty percent? Ninety percent? Ninety-nine point nine. (laughs) Almost! One of the copiers must have fallen asleep. And even the most critical scholars of the New Testament Admit the accuracy. Is the Bible reliable? (laughs) You bet. Why would we even question? So, what do we believe about the Bible? Here's what John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist movement, said. He said this The Holy Scriptures contain all things necessary to salvation. My ground is the Bible. Yea, I am a Bible bigot. I follow it in all things, both great and small. I am a Bible bigot. And and I'll bet you didn't know this in our United Methodist Discipline. This is what it says. We believe the Holy Bible, Old and New Testaments, reveal the Word of God so far as it is necessary for our salvation. It is to be received through the Holy Spirit as the true Rule and guide for faith and practice. Whatever is not revealed or established by Holy Scriptures is not to be made an article of faith, nor is it to be taught as essential to salvation. I bet you didn't know that. Say what you want to about the arguments within our denomination. But this is our stated belief. So, what do we believe about the Bible? What do we believe? Let's review the Scripture. What do we believe? It is a guide for our life. In Psalms, as we sung earlier, a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Everything else that's been written by human beings is human-made. Only the Bible, only the Bible is sacred, eternal, It is the inspired Word of God. As John said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Creation itself was called into being by God's Word. The Bible will never be obsolete. I don't care what anybody says, the Bible will never be obsolete. Dwight L. Moody said this, he said, The Scriptures were not given to increase our knowledge but to change our lives. Hmm. 2 Timothy 3. Listen to what Paul says to Timothy. He says, "...all Scripture is inspired, or literally God-breathed, and useful for teaching, for reproof, or conviction, to provide conviction." For correction and for training in righteousness. So that everyone that belongs to God may be proficient, equipped for every good work. To put another way, the Bible shows us truth. It exposes our rebellion. It corrects our mistakes. And it trains us to live God's way. To teach, convict, correct, and train. In terms of teaching, by calling the, God, the, the Word, the Bible, God's breathed, Paul was identifying its divine source. He was reminding Timothy and us of the Bible's authority. And so when we approach the Bible, what basic truth does God want me to know in this passage? What is it teaching me? In terms of conviction, when we approach the Bible, we should ask, what is God showing me about a situation? What behavior can be useful to God? Or, what behavior is destructive? (laughs) You know, yesterday, I went over to a meeting over at Lake Highlands, and Steve Rankin was speaking, and Steve said, he said, I have learned that... People don't like it when you quote them the Bible. They say, you're going to try to tell me to do something. And he said, well, that's what the Bible is. (laughs) It is truth. Aren't we going to follow the words of Jesus? Don't they provide life as opposed to maybe what we sometimes want? And sometimes that's not easy to hear. Convict. It is to correct, says Paul. When we approach the Bible, we should ask, how might this passage correct, balance, or direct me? And to train for righteousness. What does this, this passage present or prepare me for some future event or challenge. Finally, what do we believe about the Bible? The Bible is constantly being fulfilled in God's people. One of my favorite passages in the whole Bible is Isaiah 55. And I'm going to read it for you, and I've If you have your Bible with you, I really encourage you to turn to Isaiah 55 and mark it and circle it and put an exclamation point by it, and I'm going to tell you why. For as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out of my mouth. It shall not return to me empty but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing from which I have sent. When we are rooted and grounded in God's word, there is nothing we can't do. As we speak and learn the Holy Scriptures, as we lead lead by them, we are are returning to God what God has given to us. And and what what does Isaiah say? It shall not return to me empty. There is power in the Word of God, always producing fruit. So, you see, the (laughs) the Bible is a record of the past, the history of the Jews, and then the church. But here's the deal. Every story, every prophecy... Every teaching, every admonition, every command points to God. God does confront us in the pages of the Word, but God does tell us, as Scott said over and over again, how much God loves us, how we can become His children, how we should live in order to please him. The story was told about a man who loved books. And he was going through some books, and he was mentioning to a friend of his a book that he found in his, in his family's house, and um, he uh, said he threw it away. He said it was a Bible, but it was just a mess. And he asked this bookseller, he said, do you know who this Gutenberg guy is? And the guy said, Gutenberg, oh my goodness. That was probably one of the first Bibles printed. In fact, just a month ago, a a Gutenberg Bible sold at auction for $2 million. To which the guy was not impressed, and he responded, no, 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 it would never go for that. It had some guy named Martin Luther's comments in it in German. (laughs) It was just a mess. You think that Bible is valuable? You may be able to put a price on a Gutenberg Bible. But friends, this, not this, (laughs) this is priceless.